We all have them. We all talk about them. But only two men have decided to make a podcast about their weekends. Do you have a good Saturday? What do you do? Anything good? Um, I went to... We didn't do much in the day. Two best mates. The issues are with the treatments and where researchers might... I mean, this is boring chatting at this. In an uncut chat about their weekends. I actually felt disappointed because I ordered a rubber seal for the oven door and it didn't turn up. Starring Tim and Gendel. Dad's getting pizza. And we're like, <laughs> big, big dad on campus. Hey, I didn't click my fingers and go... Mm. You did. <laughs> did you mean, hey, kids... Dad's getting pizza. Tim and Gen's weekend podcast. Anything could happen. So that's the trailer for the podcast. Yeah. What do you think? American voice, explosions, you know, do you, do you not think it's horrifically over the top? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's perfect. Cool, cool. It's done then. Mixtapes with Mike is now working in partnership with Black Circle Records, an independent record store based in Leighton Buzzard. No money is changing hands, but we will be working together on some promotions, so it would help us both out if you would take a second to follow Black Circle Records on Instagram or click the link in the show notes to check out their website. Welcome to Mixtapes with Mike, the podcast where I invite a guest to make us a mixtape of 10 tracks without using the same artist twice. We're going to talk about each song, and if you like the sound of what you hear, you can listen to the mixtape in full on Apple Music or Spotify by clicking the link in the show notes. So if you're the kind of person who likes hearing two people talk about music and what it means to them, please subscribe. And it would mean the world to me if you would leave a positive review on whatever platform you're listening on. Now, as you know, I will approach people at random around the world who I think might want to talk about music. And this person is all the way over in California. This week's guest is singer, songwriter and musician, Miss Bodacious Thang. How are you doing? I'm so good. I'm so excited to be here today. Excited to have you. So we, we were just kind of discussing kind of off off camera for a second there that um the way i discovered you is through the animator milo the cat oh yeah he's and for the for the benefit of anyone who isn't aware milo the cat is the guy who will take sort of retro animation clips and re-edit them so the the subjects are singing famous rap songs He's the guy that did the uh, the Burton Ernie MOP mashup back in the day that went crazy viral, and now that's pretty much his main thing—just chopping up animations. But one of the things that he does, which is really admirable, I think, because it'd be very easy just to do his own thing, because he's got a very very cool concept and and his his own sort of niche that he's kind of mining. But one of the really cool things he does is these little indie showcases. So he will scavenge the internet for new exciting artists and put out these videos that sh- with short clips of, you know, anywhere between 20 and 50 artists in a video 
just to give them a little bit of promotion because he he sees merit in what they do and you are one of those artists yes that was so cool like i love like we were saying earlier i really love animation so i was really excited to when he reached out to me about being a part of the indie showcase and um yeah he's awesome i had no idea that he blew up because of the Bert and Ernie thing. I'm going to have to check that out. I'm not sure if I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, he's, well, I mean, like, oh, I think it's, uh, as, as, that, I think that's how I discovered him. And then it kind of just snowballed into all these other animations. And it's, it's one of those things, whenever it sort of shows up in your feed on social, like, it always brings a smile to your face. Like, oh, what's he done now? What has he done now? Exactly. I, it definitely does that for me. So you are uh, a singer and songwriter and you're based out in L.A., right? Yes, I'm based out in L.A., more specifically Hollywood, crazy Hollywood. And uh, yeah, I am a singer-songwriter. I also write for TV and film, so I do that. But Modacious Thing is my, my passion, my artistry. It's me and... I'm just writing and putting stuff out pretty much every month this year, so it's been fun. <laughs> well, I, I think I think the last year's definitely put people in a position where they are forced to find new ways to create stuff. For sure, definitely. Uh, I when I when the lockdown first happened, I went back to the Midwest, which is where I'm originally from, Kansas City, um, Missouri. And at that time, I actually got asked to write an album for a specific uh, TV show thing. And I had never done that before. And it happened as soon as the lockdown happened. And I was just like, I didn't have all my stuff. I was in the Midwest. I was thinking we were all going to die. And so I wasn't really prepared, but I just like went in my mom's closet and it was a broken window in there. Like it was not <laughs> the best situation to be recording, but I ended up recording the whole album. And that some of the songs from the album did get placed on um, some TV shows. And the biggest one was a Samsung commercial that aired in January. So that was really wild. And it all happened like right at the beginning of the lockdown with the least amount of stuff. I didn't, it was all, I just had to kind of figure it out on the fly. So. So you had none, you, so you had none of the normal resources, none of the normal equipment you would have to like create song ideas at home or. No, I didn't. I had my laptop and a mic, but I didn't. I, I didn't have my interface that I would normally use. I didn't have all, yeah, all my gear that I would normally use, and I definitely didn't have like a booth set up. Like it was really humble. Like it was really humble, uh, but it worked out, and I'm I'm really grateful that it did. But I don't. I also feel the songs may not have felt the same if it hadn't been for all, everything that was going on. Like at that moment, that was my saving grace. That made me, that just made me get up every morning. Cause without that, I feel like I was, I don't know how my mindset would have been. No, you need something to focus on. You need something to be creative. So right. 
I mean, I mean, we were saying before, but like I would usually be doing two or three stand-up gigs a week outside of my day job, and that was how I was getting my creative kind of fulfillment. But with that gone away, it, I I started making music again for a little while, and then I started getting really bored. So relaunched this podcast and basically treated it like a job, you know. For so for the first month I was recording an episode a day Monday to Friday so I had this like cache of episodes to edit so that it would give me some some sort of like longevity and also some cover so that if I couldn't record an episode one week I already had some in the bank and awesome treating it that way honestly just saved me mentally just because I was getting so frustrated with the the just the monotony sounds like a really bad word because we you, during the first lockdown we were quite fortunate because the weather was quite nice and we had a garden to sit in and I've had you know, I got to spend loads of time with my family which has been amazing but you you need that stuff for you for sure and it's not it's not always easy to find that thing to sort of sustain yourself if you're cut off from everything so I mean I'm I'm really impressed that you kind of improvised and pulled it together you, you did a MacGyver <laughs> yeah it was like I'm gonna do this I don't know how but we're doing it and I think that's how you know you're supposed to be doing what you're doing it's like are you gonna give up or are you gonna keep going no matter what and I mean, the fact that you picked up your podcast and you kept going, like, you really, you really want to do this. This is something you could have chose to just be upset or, you know, drink your whole life away, but you did this. And I'm really grateful that you did it because I love talking about music and I love finding new music. So it's it's really dope. We, we, we're both MacGyvers. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I talked to lots of different people, comedians, actors, authors, all kinds of people. But I'm always curious to know how a musician approaches this because it's never easy to select just 10 songs. So how did you approach making your mixtape? I wanted some, I wanted to feel energized. Like I don't like to listen to outlets and nothing against them but I am not going to be bumping that you know in my personal time um so I like things that get you going and that you know get you motivated for the day and so that's that's kind of my approach and then also I do hike a lot so there's some things that are a little more chill because I usually go in the mornings and so there's things that are a little more chill too but everything has to have rhythm I love drums if it has to have drums for me. So if it's a good beat and the message is strong, and yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much down with it. So that was kind of my approach. Okay. All right. So who's your first track by? My first track is by Kevin Gates. And it is one of those songs that just gets you going. Like, if this doesn't get you hyped, then... You don't have a soul. Like, that's how I feel. <laughs> I've, heard, I've, I've heard a few people raving about Kevin Gates, but I've, I've not really gone in on him yet. But 
I, I did enjoy this. So, like, I've, I've said it quite a few times on, on recent episodes where, like, I have I've dabbled in a lot of hip-hop and I know what I like, but I didn't have, like, a hip-hop aficionado to keep feeding me stuff when I was younger. So it was, it was stuff that I kind of acquired through different media and once I found like a vein that I liked, I tended to stick in it. And I, and then there's, and because I like listen to all kinds of different music, there, there's been periods of time when I've drifted away from hip hop and not really kept an eye on what's current and what's been changing and how it's been evolving. And then periodically you would sort of take a look in the room to see what was going on in hip hop and you'd hear all this auto-tune stuff. And it was so different to what, what I, knew hip-hop to be i was just I, I i i didn't know where to start so i was just like ah yeah i'll just listen to the old stuff and go back you know right <laughs> so doing doing this podcast has actually put me in the position to 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 open myself up to a lot of that stuff but what i like about this is that you've got all the the production that you get from like contemporary hip-hop now but and there, there's definitely like a really nice melody, but you can hear the delivery by the MC. You can understand what he's saying. I think that was maybe my biggest bugbear with like the those kind of mumbly auto-tune rappers is like, if I, I'm not impressed if I can't hear what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. And Kevin Gates is, he definitely is a Southern rapper and he definitely has a little more of that OG swag to him. So I definitely appreciate that. I know I said I grew up, I'm originally from Kansas City, but I'm, I was born and raised in North Carolina, but I moved from Kansas City to here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, bounce around a bit, but I can um, definitely appreciate that Southern thing that he has. And like you said, you understand what he's saying and the message is like so in your face and it's not, it's positive. It's not talking about shooting up the block this dude's talking about working his ass off to do what he needs to do what he loves, do what he needs to do to take care of his people. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm all about that. And on top of, like you said, the production is just like it's nasty in the best way. So. Yeah. So, I mean, like there, there's, there have been tracks that have been shown by previous guests where there's almost too much you know, like they've, they've thrown too much at the production and there's too many layers and it's too busy. So it's hard to focus on any one part of it because it it almost comes across as messy when they've, when they've overdone it like that. But this is really well balanced. This has got the production and the punch and the melody, but it's it's got it's got a legitimate message behind it because he's clearly motivated to achieve things. And that's what, what it's about. So, no, I like, uh, yeah, this is a good start. So, this is... I don't get tired. So moving on from Kevin Gates, who we're listening to now. Okay, this artist changed his name. So I'm going to say both of them. So it's Shelly, a.k.a. Dram. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Um, 
what can I say about this artist? I just love everything he does, but he he has a com a comedic value I feel to his songs, um, which I love. I love comedy, so when shows get back going, I'm definitely about to. I'm at to come over there and check you out. Too. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, Dram has this comedic value, and in this song, it's just playful. Like he's gonna take your girl, but. Dram is so sweet, like you know he really wouldn't do that. No, I just love the playfulness of this song. Yeah, it's beat. it's kinda like he's messing with you. Like he's he's saying this like if anyone else said this to a guy, he would probably get punched. But Yeah. But the way that he's saying it is it is very it's almost cheeky, like adorable, so you almost can't hold it against him. Right. Yes. That's exactly what it is, and I just, I just love it. It's a feel-good song. The beat, it's very, it's got kind of an old-school kind of vibe to the sounds and the, the synthesizer that he's using. Um, yeah, it's just feel-good, like good vibes. I've listened to this song probably like every day for the last year. So <laughs> I love, love, love this song. Just, it just feels right, and it's a good. Um, time is like really short and so gets to the point once again I like things that get to the point too I don't like super long drawn out things <laughs> so it's the millennial in me I guess okay so this is this is best hug Speaking about synthesizers and stuff, what's the last bit of music tech that you bought? Like, what's the last thing that you bought that for like making music? The last thing I actually bought um, Vocalia, the mic that um, you can uh, sing into, and it'll turn it into MIDI. You can turn it into drums. You can turn it into. Oh, MIDI. I saw that advertised. Yeah, so like you can, I, th I think you can almost beatbox into it, and it will just turn it into drum sounds and stuff. Yeah, so I bought that, but it is—it's definitely trickier than it. They made it look on <laughs> the ad, of course. Always. Um, but um, I think it's actually the company's based in England, I believe. Okay. Um, yeah. But uh, it was fun to play with. I still have it. I'm just like, I got to tackle that later, though. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've I've got exactly the same thing. So one of the, one of my impulse buys. From being bored in the first lockdown is i bought the the machine mk3 mm. you know and i've i've done a little bit with it like i've made some beats and i've done i've done a little bit of sampling because i used to do like um like a music thing with a loop pedal where i play loads of instruments into a mixing board and then that would go into the loop pedal and i'd do the whole thing live and it was loads of fun and yeah. the way my buddy my buddy got one and he just started planting seeds he was just like you know it's got a built-in sound card so this could be your new loop pedal and as soon as and then yeah it just turned into a spiral of purchases and, and new toys oh, no. <laughs> it'd be like that sometimes you know so moving on from Shelly FKA Dram who are we listening to now 
we are listening to Alabama Shakes. Now, this song is another one that is a lot of emotion, um, passionate message, and it's a band, so you feel that guitar just, it's just nasty, and the drums, every, you can tell they play together in real mm-hmm. life. This is like the real deal of what music is this song to me and I love I was in a few bands so I love that sound it's not you don't hear it a lot now it's a lot of digital mm-hmm. which I'm not mad at but I do appreciate when I hear real instruments just killing the game on top of the lyrics on top of the melody everything is just just great just beautiful and this is another song I listen to so much um there's, I mean, look, I, 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 like you, I, I love a lot of music that is produced primarily with electronics and gadgets and gizmos. But there's an atmosphere and a cohesiveness that you just don't get from anything else but live music where people are kind of just kind of synchronized. Right. That's how real vibration is made. It's not in a computer. And that's why when you go to a live show with a live band, I know for me, it can be very emotional because you are feeling literally the vibration of a guitar, bass, drum, everything hitting your body, hitting your spirit. And it's a physical, it really is a physical feeling that when it's good, it Mm. is, really a beautiful thing and you have to be open to feeling it because I know people who probably are into music may not feel as deeply but for me like I have cried at many shows like it really (laughs) you know it this I would love to see this band live which yeah it's gonna happen well they're they're not together anymore are they well that's that's the thing because like i was reading about it today and it says they're on an indefinite hiatus but i'm pretty sure this song's a more recent release so i don't know if they've kind of recorded an album or if it's like old material i don't know what the deal is i've not had a chance to, to look into it but looking online it seems like this song's from a recent release yeah, it's not like, it's not a super throwback. So, I mean, that would make me happy just to know that it's possible, <laughs> you know? But yes, uh, everything about this melody, lyrics, instruments is just 100% in grooves. Yeah, I love it. They, they, they remind me a little bit of the Black Keys, but with a bit more polish. You know, like it's not it's not too perfect, but it's just a little bit more well-rounded and a little bit tighter, whereas the Black Keys made a point of being rough around the edges. Yeah. But there's a similarity there in that in the tone and the... Because the, 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 it's an old sound that they have, you know? Yeah, definitely retro. And um, I feel like this album particularly sounds a bit more polished than their first one. Um, that was definitely more, I feel like, a bluesy album with the Hold On, the first single, I believe, that was, that they had. Um, so, yeah, this was definitely like a different, a little bit different of a sound as far as that polished feel that you're talking about. Okay, so this is? 
This is Don't Wanna Fight. Moving on from Alabama Shakes, who's up next? Buddy. Oh my goodness. Okay. Apparently, I listen to this song 500 times in a month. Um, <laughs> last on November or something. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love this song. And mostly, it just reminds me of the struggle of living in LA and trying to make it, you know, as a musician or entrepreneur or entertainer, whichever. Um, he talks about being on the Metro, which is the bus line here that is absolutely horrible. Um, <laughs> but he still finds a way to make it a nostalgic thing. And it's still like, it's a the bus line is horrible but there's so much beauty in the come up you know so it just so reminiscent this song is and uh yeah it's another feel good i think another retro-esque r&b more neo soul maybe yeah i get that i could, I, I definitely got a, a, a touch of that when i was listening to this today um it's it's kind of like LA is a real oddity in terms of like everyone's trying to make it in some way. Yeah. Music, comedy, acting, production, writing, like it's like, the, don't get me wrong, I know there's a, a lot of just down to earth normal people out there, you know, doing their thing, you know, supporting their families and whatnot, but like there's a massive part of that city who's striving for something more. It's a yes. It it's definitely a, is, and that's why dating here is possible. Um, <laughs> sorry. It's impossible. It's it's yeah, and and it's and I can't even blame the people. It's like I, you know, I'm like, yeah, I want to go on a date, and then I'm like, oh, nope, audition. You know, it's like it's that. For me, that's what comes first, and that's a lot of people's, you know, way of life. And you know, of course, if you want to find love, I, I believe you can find it. I believe one day I will. I'm not sure if it's gonna be in LA, but <laughs> but we'll see. Um, but anything is possible. All I know is right now, like this is the focus: the music, the entertainment, the this is the focus and being genuine in that and finding people that want to be a part of your journey and people that I want to be a part of theirs. And I think building that community is so important um, when you are, you know, building anything. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the problem with LA. People are thinking about themselves and not, they're not thinking about building anything whether in I mean a romantic relationship is one thing but to just build genuine relationships in the world that you're creating that is such a beautiful thing that's the whole point of even doing this on your own you know for me so so do you do you think in some ways like living in LA's like 
long term? Do you think it's like unsustainable, or do you think it? Or do you think there's a risk of it sort of changing people for the worse, or or, or at least it makes it hard to stay kind of grounded? I think it is very hard to stay grounded if you don't have your mind in the right place, and. I am grateful that I have been able to be surrounded by people who, what I'm talking about, building something with, I have been able to surround myself with people that do want to build and that do want to just genuinely be a part of something that they love and say it's, it's vice versa, but it wasn't always that way. And I had to find that crowd. I had to find the people that I meshed with. And when I first moved to LA, I was 18 years old. So I was kind of thrown all over the place because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. So <laughs> now I'm a little older than that. And that, um, you know, when you get a little older, you mature. And then when you start knowing what you want, I believe you can manifest the things that you need in your life and they will come to you. But if you, some people never get there. Some people are always kind of scattered. It depends on your personality and if you really want to do this. Cause it is a long-term thing, but I do feel that LA is one of the best places you can be if you want to do something entertainment still. Okay. So. All right, so this track is? Trouble on Central. On the host show, junkies on Marcos. Lone Beach, Compton, Watts to South Central. Damn, I just can't wait till I get home. That's when the cop had pulled me over. Okay, so moving on from Buddy, who we listen to now? We are listening to Sophia Bell. So, this track, I found it on an app that jqbx i just found it on the app it's like a radio app where just any random person can get up there and be a dj and um that this one of the songs that i heard on it and i couldn't get it out of my head so i just love it and uh, just the bounciness of the melody like i just think it's fun and kind of dark at the same time yeah because it's super upbeat i think i think it's a drum machine that she's playing along to and there's definitely this kind of this indie sort of rock and roll vibe to it but it's not quite that i I don't know if i've heard anything quite like it there's there's an artist called jordana that i've been listening to just recently who's got some stuff that's close but I, I love this track. This might be my favorite track on your playlist. But you really? Awesome. Yeah. No, I was just like, because it's it, it's so unique and so upbeat. Where but the but the the vocal and the lyrics are almost a, they're a little sarcastic and no, I was into it. I listened. I listened. This is probably the track that I listened to the most. Awesome. Yeah, it's fun and yeah, I. I really just discovered this one not too long ago, um, but it definitely is just something I listened to. I was listening to it a lot when I was hiking, which is random, just like 5 a.m. I used to go at 5 a.m. and hike, and this was one of the first songs I would play. And uh, yeah, it was just a vibe. 
Well, it's, it's definitely energetic enough that it can get you up in the morning and sort of motivate you to get up the hill. Right. And it's still like a little dark because like at 5 a.m. it's still kind of dark and it's it's still moody too. It's not like too much mm-hmm. when you first wake up. So, yeah, that was Sophia Bell. She's a, she's a cool chick. So this is? You're not real. You're just a ghost. Moving on from Sophia Bell, who's up next? We have Plasty. Now, I've not heard of Plasty before. Yes, Plasty is a local L.A. band that I've known the vocalist, songwriter for a while now. Her name is Chloe Demetria. She's literally one of the best vocalists I've ever seen live in my entire life. Like, I've never heard her hit a wrong note. Like, she's just really wild. But yeah, this group, Plasty, is her group, and... It's like this space funky type of disco music and it's just fun. And I just love the, once again, the fun vibes, motivating, just, what it's, yeah, it's just good, good feels. <laughs> I, like I listened to this and then look, looked at the kind of the cover artwork of it and and I, I, and I don't want to pigeonhole any, anything, but like I could imagine people strutting to this in gay bars. Do you know what I mean? That kind of that kind of attitude, that disco kind of vibe, because it is like a very very modern sort of disco track. But there's yeah. a there's an there is an attitude within it that this this sort of super assertive, confident, and I could I could just picture people just strutting to this. Yes, and she is definitely in that world. Like, with uh, we, we actually, me and this artist were at the Pride Festival that was here uh, this past weekend. Uh, well, Pride concert, I should say. So it's just very, it's funny that you said that because it's very fitting to, yeah, the song for well, sure. You, you don't want to assume anything but like i could because i could just see the visual so at least at least now i, I wasn't far off the mark and i've not i've not yeah. overstepped so that's all good all right so this is <laughs> this is talk about it by plasty All right, now, moving on from Plasti, we've got an artist that everyone knows, but I didn't know about the album that this is from. I didn't know that there was an unplugged album for this artist. So who is this? Lauren Hill. Oh, my God. You didn't know. Okay. Have you any idea this little treasure you've just delivered to me? Because I'm going to seek that footage out now. (laughs) This song got me through a 
horrible breakup. Like I cried to this song for about three weeks. I still cry when I hear it because it's it's so she's so emotional in this, like vulnerable in this track. Like it's almost like she's holding back the tears while she's playing. Like that she's just holding on to the end all the way through the nine minutes. <laughs> and she's almost freestyling at the end. Um, and the video is pretty good too, um, of her doing it. But yeah, for me, this song, I gotta find peace of mind. Like at the time I was with someone that just, I felt did not respect me at all. And I wasn't respecting myself and I just, was like I gotta find peace of mind after that breakup I went vegan I stopped drinking like it this song got me through a very like dark period for me yeah it's, it's amazing what you'll let people get away with when you're in it right you know the, the past that you give people sometimes because it's them and you don't want to rock the boat or you don't want to lose this thing that you think is so valuable but it you know with a little time and perspective you realize that you know you're selling yourself short maybe and i think everyone's got those songs that they just wallow in when they go through something like that yeah this one was that i can literally start crying right now but i'm gonna hold it i'm not gonna do it um thinking about this song this is just it's such a honest song and I feel like at the time where she put this out, I don't think she released another album for quite some time. And I almost feel like she might've been going through something too. Like, like I said, it just, saying, it just seems, feels very vulnerable. And just like, I, I'm gonna just get this out. Like, so, um, and that's kind of how I, I needed something to release to because I'm not really, even though I'm like tearing up over the song, I really don't like to cry in front of people at all. So mm -hmm. I need something to like pull it out of me. And this was like the one. It's like this song and like Pursuit of Happiness, the movie, like stuff like that. <laughs> Like, yeah, there's really get me going. There's a there's a there's a songwriter over here in the UK called Frank Turner. He used to be in like a full on metal band, and then he kind of became this punky folk singer guy. And he's he's built up a really good following. Like he kind of went back to square one and then built up again. Oh, cool. And he's got this fantastic song called "The Queen Is Dead," uh, which is about a friend of his who. Uh, died of cancer and it's it's like a storytelling song where he, they, t they talk about breaking her out of hospital to go to the pub one last time and the second the strings kick in at the end of that song every time lump in my throat tear in my eye because you know we live we live in a time where like most people have have lost someone to that and it's hard not to be affected by stuff like that so when you find a piece of music that's so relevant to a very personal point in time I think you've got to embrace it you've got to you've got to you've got to use it and and, and let it all come out because that probably means that it needed to you know yeah. 
and and keeping stuff like that in is corrosive so i'm i'm glad that you found this track which track what what is it i gotta find peace of mind that lauren hill Okay, so following on from a really serious and honest and authentic song such as I Gotta Find Peace of Mind by Miss Lauren Hill, um, you, you're taking a little bit of a left turn here. Um, I'm certainly glad that I was wearing headphones when I was listening to the playlist when my wife was in the room because this is the sort of thing that would make her look at me and go, what the fuck are you doing? my god yeah mono neon is um quite the the fellow um, <laughs> i love love him it, particularly this album um because he has a lot of this uh he just goes and talks about the raunchiest things and he's got these crazy bass lines under it with this like lo-fi sound that nobody really is doing right now i'm not even sure if he's doing it quite like this anymore to be honest but i love that lo-fi almost like he's he's really just doing it all himself and you can tell and it's edgy and it's it's one I still believe it's honest like a very honest this is the type of stuff he thinks about and he writes it out and it's like... I mean to be fair this is the type of stuff that every man every heterosexual man in the world probably thinks about but not everyone commits it to to music right exactly I have to agree and that's why I can appreciate it because yeah I've never heard a song quite like this and it's still but it's so groovy like i feel like out of all the tracks on this album this one is like super groovy it's short to the point and it's got this bounce to it it's the melody it's like this cool melody it's just it's super fun and then these lyrics it's just like the icing on the cake it's just great okay so this track is Little Titty Committee. <laughs> Okay, following on from Mono Neon and Little Titty Committee. Who's up next? We got Thundercat, who I was going to say feels like, I feel like Mono Neon and him and Thundercat probably hang out. Definitely in the same family, I believe. <laughs> yeah, I like, like, I don't feel like I know enough about him. I know that he's a really interesting guy. And I see him jumping in on jam sessions with people all over the place. Like um, a comedian um, by the name of Michael Malone put in uh, a Mac Miller track um, 
few episodes ago and that kind of brought up his uh, Tiny Desk concert and I believe Thundercat jumps in on that as well. You know, going back to what we were saying about live instrumentation, you know, Matt Miller is one of those guys who starts off in the world of production, but towards the end, he was so immersed in, in that live music feeling. And Thundercat just kind of obviously just gelled with him. So like I see him popping up in all these different places and collaborating with all these different artists, but I, 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 need, to, I need to know more. Yeah, he he is very interesting. Um, I think on that Mac Miller Tiny Desk, he's playing the shaker or something. Like, I, I don't even think he's playing bass on that one. But he's just standing there playing shaker, if I'm not mistaken. And he's just like, he's just up there doing that. It's like, okay, that's cool. Uh, but yeah, he definitely pops up everywhere. For me, like, when I hear this particular song, I definitely see the visual. If you haven't seen the music video, definitely need to check it out because it's, once again, I love comedic value. I love to laugh and this video is hilarious. Um, and he's talking about a, a Dragon Ball do-rag. I, you know, I'm not sure what that really means. I know what a do-rag is, but like, <laughs> he comes up with these crazy titles, but it's all groovy and like real instrumentation and with elements of, you know, some digital things. And he's just interested in how he puts things together. And he's been doing this for some quite some time, but I do feel like he's just probably within the last five years becoming like Thundercat to like the mainstream world. Mm-hmm. which is really cool to see because he's one of those guys that walks around LA and you see him like you said he, like he pops up everywhere I've seen him just out at the bar like he's super like down to earth type of vibes so it's cool to see him becoming like you know so well known he's becoming more and more kind of revered and respected and acknowledged and yeah. you know because he's He's kind of got this sort of session musician mentality where he'll jump in with anyone. Like, there's no ego about it. Like, if they're doing good music, he wants to be a part of it. And he just wants, you know, he doesn't want to, like, outshine anyone. He just wants to sit in and play with people. And I love to see that. But he deserves more credit than that, you know? Like, he's obviously a really, really talented guy. Okay, so this track is? This is Dragon Ball Do-Rag. Alright, so following on from Thundercat, we find ourselves at your final trap. But before we get stuck into that, for the benefit of anyone who's hearing about you for the first time, where's the best place to find out about you and, and what you do? Follow me on Instagram at a Bodacious Thing. And uh, yeah, that's the main thing. All my links are on my Instagram if you want to check out the music. And if you want to check out merch, it's all linked in my Instagram. And yeah, that's the best way to find me. Cool. I'll make sure that we link to that in the show notes and we, we, we tag it in all the social posts that go out when this goes out. But um, So who's your last track by? 
My last track is by Madison Cunningham. And this is the only song I know by this artist, um, but I just love the beat. The drum beat is really interesting. And I really like how she sings the melody over that beat. And once again, real instruments. This feels like a band, live instruments vibe. Um, and yeah, it's like she's trying to figure something out, but she can't figure out what it is. But she's just going through life, and yeah, she can't. She says she can't pin it down. And I feel like in music, in entertainment, in when you're doing an entrepreneur, when I mean, you're doing your own thing, it can be hard to like. It's just like I'm just trying to get this one thing so I can just you know be stable for a second and it's like no entertainment doesn't really do that you have to kind of just go with the flow and enjoy the moment with it and that's what I create I don't know if that's what she's talking about but that's kind of what I feel from it it's like you're trying to pin something down but you can't right now but you still got to keep moving yeah I think when that notion of you can't force it and you just kind of have to go along with it so like I've definitely in music and in comedy I've definitely seen people who are trying a little too hard to make it somewhere and they're not enjoying it they're not enjoying the journey they're just taking it so seriously that it's not fun and that's, yeah. that's not the point of being creative and doing something like that the point is to enjoy playing the music and enjoy interacting with an audience and enjoy getting your point across and if you're not doing that what's the point in doing it you know it's it, it, it's losing sight of your purpose is what that is yeah it definitely is i definitely agree because if you're coming into music just to be famous it's like that that is very short-lived and that's not going to make you happy and you have to be doing it for a reason deeper than status because the likelihood of you getting that status is so little to none on top of that music once again it's it's about it's a, it's a healing thing it's about healing yourself healing the people around you expressing who you are expressing how you feel in a genuine way in my you know that's how i view music and if one day i wake up and i and i'm not having a good time while i'm doing that um then i know i have to move on i don't think that's ever gonna happen but um yeah <laughs> you gotta do things you love in this life you only get one life and and it comes with knowing who you are. And I feel like a lot of people are trying to find out who they are through like TikTok or Instagram. And that's not real life. Real life is what we're doing in our daily lives and what we see happening around us. It's not, the phone is not reality. Um, and I feel like, uh, you know, we're seeing, definitely seeing a lot of unhappy souls because of the highlights that we're always trying to live by. Yeah. I'm definitely feeling that. Um, I'm really getting a bit over. I'm in one sense. I'm getting over Instagram a little bit in in terms of like the the constant posting. You know, like and and I'm quite creative with mine. Like my posts are now exclusively about the podcast, and they all tessellate and overlap and create this bigger picture, which is actually good good fun to do. But the second you get a bit behind with it 
you just feel I don't know this kind of obligation to just get it done and so like I'm, I'm massively behind on posting all that stuff the episodes are out and they're doing fine but uh, I'm definitely going through some sort of lull with that stuff but at the same time I still spend way too much time scrolling more time than I, I wish that I did you know like I wish I wish I could put it down more but I think that's maybe just endemic of the year that we've had yeah for sure I mean it, it makes sense and I know I definitely had to take a break from social media during like especially the protest mm-hmm. um, here in Hollywood specifically it was just very chaotic and uh, with George Floyd and all that type of stuff um, so at that time, like I was really, really like having a lot of anxiety attacks and panic attacks. And it's like, okay, I got to turn all this stuff off. I had all these alerts on my phone for, you know, citizens aptly that tells you what's happening. Like, it was just, ugh. So I believe it's, it's so important to take a break. And I get, I feel like I'm in a lull too with posting, to be honest. But I think we're supposed to, it's fine you're going we're gonna be fine it's like I think the stuff that like this is what really matters the posting it'll come but the work is in these type of things that we're doing here and like actually connecting with people like not just liking their picture and scrolling is a good way to keep the algorithm I know people talk about the algorithm so it's like finding that balance between all of that and still being it's like sometimes you just say you know what fuck it I'm not doing this shit today so and or this week or this month it's like it's like it's I think it's necessary to do thank you so much for coming on this has been a lot of fun uh it's 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 always interesting talking to musicians I think um the, the conversation can quite often get a bit philosophical but I think sometimes we need that and I've really enjoyed this week's episode Yay, me too. Thank you, Mike. So that concludes this week's episode. And that was a conversation that I needed to have. If you listened last week, you'll know in the outro I did this little Dear Diary section where I told you that I was having a pretty shitty couple of weeks and I was feeling a bit low and the conversation I got to have with Bodacious was one of those instances where you meet someone and you've got common ground and you just get to put the world to rights and you feel better for it I think she spoke about stuff that was going on with her and I spoke about things that were going on with me and think there's something almost medicinal about that getting stuff off your chest acknowledging the other person yeah felt good felt useful Uh, and to that end I wanted to thank a couple of people who reached out after last week's episode and and let me know that they were there for me if I needed them Um, and I don't take that lightly because I know we've all got our own shit going on so it means a lot that people got in touch 
Now, as always, we've kept the music discussed played below the conversation because I believe that all musicians should be paid for what they do. So if you want to listen to Bodacious Mixtape in full, you can find it on Apple Music or Spotify by clicking the link in the show notes. But for now, I'll see you next week for another episode of Mixtapes with Mike. Thank you.